Hello, everyone, and welcome back to I Just Blank Now What, the podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Stevens. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me for another Now What Wednesday. So excited to be here in a brand new season with all of you. This season, we have an amazing lineup of guests and speakers who are just going to inspire the pants off of you. I I know it. So I'm not going to chit-chat too much. We're going to jump right into it. And my very first guest today is sharing one of our favorite topics on the podcast, and that is a decade change. So Kat is joining me for I Just Turned 60, Now What Story. And these have been so popular on the show. We've done 50, we've done 70, now we're going to be doing 60. And these decade changes have a really, really big impact on people's lives, I know. It's those milestone birthdays that just kind of like wake people up to be like, what is going on in my life? So I know Kat's going to be sharing what she did when she turned 60 and the big changes that she made in her life. So let's get to know Kat just a little bit. She is the founder of CV Strategic Marketing Solutions and the co-founder of Women with Dynamic Purpose. Kat has over 30 years of experience in B2B healthcare marketing executive. Her corporate expertise helps leaders in the industry transform their marketing mindset and develop winning strategies to get and keep and grow their businesses. As a success coach, Kat uses her unique methodology to com- that combines psychology, mindset, and marketing principles all in one. This powerful blend empowers her clients to streamline their strategic development and refine and define their goals and path while strengthening their ability to achieve their professional objectives. Have you ever had a situation happen in your life that you weren't expecting, good or bad, and said to yourself or out loud, oh my gosh, I just fill in the blank, now what? Me too, friend. Me too. I've had quite a few, actually. And in the moment, I never knew what I was going to do next. Of course, I had to figure it out. Sometimes the hard way, but I did figure it out. So join me and some amazing guests this season as we all share our own I just blank now what stories so we can all learn from their transformational lessons to help us all answer that lifelong and often paralyzing question now what? Hey friends, have you ever had that I just feel so bloated now what moment? <laughs> Me too. And that's when I reach for my Greens Gut Glow Drink. Yep, I can sip my way to healthier looking skin, support my digestive system, and get an extra scoop of greens all in one bundle that helps me de-bloat. This nutritious trinity includes three of my favorite Arbon nutrition products, Be Well Superfood Greens, gut health, digestion, and microbiome support, and skin elixir collagen support. I drink this every day. The greens, just one scoop of this versatile vegan superfood powder, delivers a blend of 36 fruits and vegetables in each serving for a boost of greens, featuring fiber, photonutrients, along with a natural deep green color courtesy of blue-green algae derived from spirulina, chlorelia, wheatgrass, and barley grass. Just one scoop provides me with the benefits of eating a full color spectrum of fruits and vegetables. Minding my gut's microbiome is a must, and this delicate balance of bacteria helps support favorable gut flora. 
Designed to support the benefits of a healthy diet, this plant-powered natural health product mixes easily with water, so its blend of probiotics and enzymes can work synergistically with my body to help support gastrointestinal health. Its ingredients include inulin from chicory root and 3 billion CFUs of Bacillus coagulant probiotics, plus enzymes that act as a digestive aid. This natural health product helps support favorable gut flora while helping to digest proteins and contains ginger, which traditionally used in herbal medicine to help relieve digestive upset. For the glow, I'm sipping my way to healthier looking skin. This acai or dragon fruit flavored vegan natural health product features antioxidant vitamin C to help in collagen formation to maximize healthy bones, cartilage, teeth, and gums, silicone and biotin to support healthy hair, skin, and nails, and a blend of sea buckthorn fruit extract, pine bark extract, and vitamin C for antioxidants. This vegan natural health product provides beneficial ingredients for my skin, hair, and nails. So head to jessicastevenstoronto.arbon.com and use promo code ARBON10 to get 10% off your Greens Get Glow bundle. That's jessicastevenstoronto.arbon.com and promo code ARBON10 gets you 10% off. Or just click the link in the show notes and get your Greens Gut Glow Bundle all in one click. Well, hello, Kat. Thanks for joining. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. Well, that was quite the powerful biography that I just read for everyone. Obviously, you have so much experience, pretty much half your life, right? We're talking about you turning 60, but you have over 30 years of experience in this field. So I, I don't know. Does it feel like sometimes who your career persona is takes over who you are in your life? Like, does it become part of like your identity? You know, early on, it did. In my earlier years, I always thought, because when people ask you what you do, they're actually trying to figure out who you are, right? And you learn this when you are networking early on in the when when I was starting out in the business and I was in lower management, people just were not as impressed and they seemed to want to go and move on and look for the higher level, you know, titles. And so for a long time, I thought that there was a direct connection with title and power. But then I learned how to manage up and present myself as if I was the CEO of whatever company I had in my mind. And that's how I would enter a room. But it took time. It took learning, getting confidence, and really focusing on my inner conversation. And that inner conversation is something that has helped me, you know, throughout my years and something I like to share with people as I coach and I work with them. I always love to ask this question right off the top is everyone just heard your amazing bio, but what is it that you actually want people to know about you? Who is Kat? Well, Kat is someone that loves connecting and helping people using, you know, marketing and psychology have been a very big part of my life. And I try as much as possible to help anyone that I can. And I always start with the basis of mindset, marketing, strategy, and psychology to help them do that. So 
I like to think of myself as someone that people gravitate to, to get questions answered. And I am more than willing to help people, but I like to guide people. I am not like a, a vending machine of answers. I don't know everything, but what I can do is ask the right questions and help move people forward. So I like people to know me as someone that's helps them and that they can come to and that I can provide some guidance, whether it's marketing or personal. <laughs> it sounds like you would be an amazing mentor. Do you have a lot of people who come to you for mentorship and been like, Kat, help me out, girl. Like, guide, guide me, please. Yes. I've had a lot of people over the years that I have mentored and I love doing it. And because I, I feel like as a mentor, I have to be real with them because a lot of times they'll come to me and so-and-so is making me mad or there. And I was like, maybe it's you. You know, you know, you have to ask that self, you ask yourself that question. And that's a hard question to ask because I had to learn how to ask myself that question. You know, when, when things are not going wrong, you know, when things are not going right, maybe it's me, you know, and then I have to step back. Yeah. And what, or what can I do to make the situation from crappy to good? And so a lot of people have, I have mentored a lot of people and, and still to this day, they'll call me and I'll, you know, we'll have conversations, but I try to be as real as possible and not, it's not about blowing sunshine in their general direction. It's about helping them see the reality of where they are and then finding a roadmap to where they need to go. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Well, I'm sure over the, you know, 30 plus years of your career too, you had a lot of mentors who helped guide you too. So it's always nice to pay it forward and, and get some mentees under your belt. All right. Well, I know you're going to drop a lot of knowledge today as we unpack your I just turned 60. Now what story? Because this is this is a really interesting decade. And I've had so many conversations with women, you know, 40 plus, 50 plus in their 60s. And it is definitely not the same decade that your mom experienced or your grandmother experienced. Like, you know, the the vitality and the youthfulness of 60 today is inspiring for all the generations coming up behind you. So take us back. What was going on in your life? What was happening when you were, you know, transitioning out of your fifties into your sixties that made you go like, now what, what do I want with, with the rest of this decade that I have in front of me? I was thinking about it a lot. I did a lot of firsts in my 50s, you know, that's when I started my own business. That's when I started CV Strategic Marketing Solutions and Women with Dynamic Purpose. But as I started to get towards 60, the external pressure or, you know, buzz is that, you know, you're going to wind down. Now it's time to you to start thinking about winding down because you're, you know, just going to be five years away from retirement. And in my head, I'm thinking, well, that's not what I want to do. I don't want to step back. I want to step forward. So how do how do I put things in place to continue to step forward? And what do I want to do in that space? So, you know, I said to myself, okay, I'll still continue my marketing as, as I can help folks. But what I really want to do is really focus on helping women who are in their 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s that want to step forward, that are not putting retirement 
as one of their action plans because they don't want to sit still. They have, you have so much to offer, right? And, and the, the thing is, I'm saying is if you're breathing, you probably have something to offer the world. Mm-hmm. Let's make sure we tap into it and then help you bring it forward, whatever that is. And so I just kept thinking to myself, I co-wrote a a little book with um, the co-founder of Women with Dynamic Purpose. We wrote a book called Shift Always Happens. And that title was something I came up with because it (laughs) was kind of a play in words because, you know, stuff always happens. We say that there's professional shifts. And my thing is that if you, number one, come from the place that shift is always going to happen, how do you get your shift together and keep moving forward if that's what you want to do? And so that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to just create more of a forum where people feel like they can share their information, like they can get insight, that we can hear stories of women that are doing dynamic things that are just excelling because everyone has a spark of something that when they say it can ignite something in someone else, you know, and I I just want to keep doing that. And I want to keep that going. And, you know, and maybe when I'm 80, I'll run for president. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know, because why not? (laughs) I, I love what you said, like, turning 60 is not the decline. You're not being like sent out to pasture now because, you know, your worthiness and your usefulness is coming to up to its expiration date and wanting to do more. I, I think that's amazing. I, I think we really need to reframe retirement. Absolutely. And it should be your choice because remember, retirement was created. I think it was created back in the days when they wanted to fill factories and fill people, you know, fill uh, companies with employees and they had them working so many hours. And the, the goal was, hey, if you work all these hours and you toil away, you can, you don't have to work when you're 65. It's not the same today, you know. And then the whole point was also to get people out of the working space and around 65 to bring new people in. Yeah, rotation, and, shift change. Yeah, yeah. And it's just not the same now. And, and, it, it, I say to myself, so let's say all things considered, let's say because the human body supposedly can last if it's taken well, if you take uh, good care of it up to 110, 20 years. Okay, mm-hmm. give or take. So I'm saying if I sit back at 65, so now I'm going to just what? Sit around and wait? What if there's this thing inside of me that can help somebody? What if there's, you know, this thing inside of you when you're 65, as you come up with this, uh, the uh, the most amazing idea, why should you sit back? We have to redefine retirement and it has to be something that you choose. But I think just go forward, just keep going forward. Stop talking about retirement. Just say, what do I want to do next? What do I want to do next? Maybe that's being a painter. I don't know. You know, maybe it's being a poet, maybe it's going into politics, maybe it's starting a new business or mentoring folks so they can start a business. These are things that you can do. But a lot of people, because of how ageism works and the the wording and the mindset around ageism, it's almost like saying, oh, you're 65, you don't know as much, you forget everything, everything hurts, everything. It's a whole mindset that people start to get to absorb and then start to regurgitate. 
and, and, and that changes how you experience growing older, or I call it rising in age, you know? Who was surrounding you at this kind of milestone marker point in your life? Did you have other women and other people in your life who were definitely like ready to, for retirement and you witnessed like them just sitting back and been like, I'm done and like, I'm just going to take it easy. And did that like freak the bejesus out of you? It did. I'll tell my mom, for instance, she, you know, when I was young, we lived in Brooklyn and my mom used to work in Manhattan. And I know that, especially in the summertime or after school, I was always sitting out on the stoop and she would turn the corner and be walking down the street. And she was a medical technician, but she always changed into some this, I don't know, business suit and high heels before she came home and she would be walking down the street and I could just see her. And I was like, man, she looks so cool. You know, everyone's like, that's your mom. And I was like, yeah, that's my mom, you know? And, but suddenly when she turned 65, you know, it was like, okay, I have to retire. And I felt like that spark of learning and doing and all these other things kind of faded. She, she still did things. She gardened, whatever, but she didn't stay on top of technology and things like that. And you lose it. You don't use it, you lose it. And then you start second guessing yourself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, looking at that and, and knowing how I am, I have always been someone who made a roadmap for themselves. You know, I would walk into a company and I would say, well, this is my starting point. What's my end point? And I would create a roadmap. And I believe that if you keep making roadmaps for yourself, you can then continue to accomplish a lot of exciting things. And I just don't want, I see retirement as sitting and waiting, waiting for what? Death? No, thank you. It's going to happen. Whatever. I'm just going to keep doing stuff until until the time runs out, whatever that is. Okay. So your mom, obviously a huge influence. How about other women your age? Did you like witness other people just like, you know, I'm like, all right, it's, I'm, I'm 60 now. I am, I'm tired. I'm ready to like pack it in. Did you kind of have peers or were you surrounded with other people like yourself who are like, oh, this show isn't ending? Well, I think it was a mix of both. You know, some women you see, because uh, I've always worked in the corporate spaces or, or worked around there, and you you see, you know, women that want to do more, but then they, they feel like they have to leave, right? So I, I can't say specific which were ones, but yeah, I can't remember. But it, it's more of something in me that I know that there's so much more to do. So I just looked in terms of resetting and rethinking how people think about age. I read a great book uh, by Becca Levy called, she's a PhD called Breaking the Age Code. That's all focused around how you internalize age and how you internalize it positive or negatively will depend, will actually affect your longevity. So if you think growing old is terrible, and that your body is breaking down and that you've learned all you can learn and you know it's and you just keep putting these negative things and you absorb what the external world is pushing at you about the negativity of age it actually affects your longevity about seven or eight years okay plus or minus depending on how you think about it Mm -hmm. which is 
an amazing thing. It's a lot of time. And you think to yourself, yeah, I, I can see that. And, and so I get a lot of my information and guidance from, you know, books. And I always thought about ageism, but as I start to get towards 60, I really started to dive into ageism in terms of how can I work to help other people manage it. And, and, and I don't know if I can change society, but I can help people change how they think about it. So this way they come to the table with an energy of, I've got this, this, this vitality that I'm going to bring forward and here it is. And so it, it's more about, you know, just knowing myself, knowing how I want to contribute. And then some of these uh, important books that I've been reading, there was another one by Deepak Chopra and oh gosh, a a medical physician. And they talk about the three types of aging, chronological, which is birth to death, right? Mm -hmm. Chronological, biological, how you take care of your body, and then psychological, how you think about your body. And so it's these kind of things that make me feel and understand that there's a different way to experience aging. I call it just growing, you know, so now I'm not 60 years old, I'm just 60. And it's Mm -hmm good. Mm -hmm. It's a great, great thing. I'm not going to feel bad about it. I'm not going to, you know, say, oh, I wish I was 30 because I don't want that. I did that. (laughs) Been there. Been there, done that, you know, live live that decade. Let's not go back. That's right. I can remember it fondly. (laughs) I'll just do that. Uh, Yeah, I think that's great. So as you were approaching 60 and then now on the other side, as it related to know those three categories that you just mentioned, what were the changes that you made to make sure that you were living well in those three categories? Well, I started, I started like about eight years ago when I said to myself, I have to take care of my machine. We have to think of our bodies like a car or whatever other expensive machine that you buy, right? As you get older, yes, you can live longer, but maybe I should stop drinking alcohol because I only have one kidney because I donated one to my sister years ago. And the doctors are like, oh, yeah, you can keep drinking. You don't have to change a thing. But really, they lie. So I I stopped drinking. I I don't smoke. I said to myself, I'm going to sleep more. I take, you know, supplements. For a long time, I was uh, a vegetarian, only ate fish and vegetables. But I just started incorporating organic chicken because I felt like I needed a little more protein. And aging is protein. Yeah, yeah, I, I really did because I wanted to build muscle. And then I started exercise. So it's, it's a matter of thinking of not worrying about the aches and pains, but saying, because your car when it's zero years old and when or zero miles and when it has 200,000 miles is a different car. It looks like the same car, but it's a little different. Mm -hmm. You do different things to it. You rotate those tires. You make sure you get your engine checks. You put that oil in more frequently and you've got to do the same thing. You know, get your physicals, go get your physicals, you know, yearly physicals and take your blood pressure all the time. Everybody should own their own blood pressure cuff because your blood pressure tells you when something's not right in your body, you know, your blood pressure starts to increase. And if you start tracking that and you're like, well, (laughs) that's weird, you can go to your doctor and say, hey, something's wrong with my blood pressure. I I don't know what's happening, you know. And Mm -hmm. so you have to actively do things to take care of yourself, wear sunscreen if you want. You know, I like 
skincare. I love makeup. I love me, you know, a good eyeshadow palette. So for me, those things are, so I spend a little more on those things, but some people, it doesn't matter for them. And you know what? That's okay. You don't have to, you know, it, you're the way you come into the age you are is so we're kind of looking to the outside in all these magazines and Jennifer Lopez looks amazing, but that's a lot of work. You know, I can, I can keep my body mildly fit, you know, I just, you know, but I don't know if I have that in me, but I will make sure I keep my skin um, the best it can. I take my vitamins and eat right. It's just, you've got to do the things that, that keep your machine running. If you want it to run a long time, you can't say, I want to live to 120, but I'm going to eat McDonald's every day. I got nothing against McDonald's, but you know, it's got a lot of fat in it. It's got, you know, sugar. It's okay. We can, we can all say there's a lot against McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, okay, good. <laughs> You're in good company here, girl. You're okay. in good company. And yes, I'm right there with you with the good skincare and then drinking of the water and, ma- and maintaining the vehicle. Because if you want it to last you and in a certain level of condition... You got to do some things and it's never too late to start. Mm-hmm. You're exactly right. It is never too late. Wherever you are, that's the perfect place to start because you only have today. Okay. No matter what you think, like the way I look at life is that we are always in the present, always in the present. So even though you're planning for the future, what you do today will help the future. But as you move on, you're always in the present. So where you are today is where you're going to start. So you can lament about yesterday all you want. It doesn't change a thing. All it does is raise your cortisol level. (laughs) It makes you stressed out and makes you focus on if only, if only. You need to put that stuff to the side. Think about the present. I'm here. I I did what I did, but today I'm going to do what I do. Yes. Tomorrow starts today. That's it. That's the mantra I live by, especially like, oh, if I want to have a good day tomorrow, then I need to sleep well tonight. Exactly. Right. And if I want to, you know, like my morning routine is dependent on my night routine. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) You nailed it. Um, okay. So that was, that was category one. Category two, you said was, so first one was your biological age. The first one is chronological. chronological, You know, you you wake up, you know, whatever age you are, that is the age you are. I say own it. The biological age is taking care of yourself is, is taking care of your machine and making sure it's well oiled and that you are also not making unrealistic demands on it, right? As you get older, you know, your knees have more wear and tear, so they're going to hurt. Okay, they hurt, but don't start saying things like, oh, my knees hurt because I'm old. You know, it's terrible getting old because that takes you into the psychological where all you're doing is thinking about old and talking about it in the negative. So if your knees hurt, what do you do to make them stop hurting? Do you wear a knee brace? Do you do yoga? Do you put emu oil? I don't know. Do something to make it. builder in there. Yeah. Exactly. You, you say to yourself, oh, I have an issue. Let me address it. Instead of, because. Affirming. Right. And once you start affirming and saying things like, I'm old, or you know how it is to get old. Now everyone feels that you're okay with it. And they can start talking to you as if yeah, this old yeah. chick over here, you know, yeah, she remembers the good old days. 
It's because you've labeled yourself. You said, I am, you know, 60 years old and it's terrible. Or you can just say, I'm 60. What are we doing? You know, so that's Um, where you get the psychological part where you really are talking about the inner voice and learning how to just work to speak about it in a very positive or just matter of fact way. Did you notice that when you were living this way in your early 60s and just been like owning it, did other people around you start changing their behavior of how they were viewing themselves in that 60 category too? That's a good question. I don't know. I know that I try to be an evangelist about it, but you know, I'll tell you a story. When I was 34, I had a friend at a a work that was like, oh, you know what? You're 34. You got two kids. You need to stop all this makeup and stuff. And, And in my head, I was thinking, oh, yeah, maybe I'm old. I'm old. You know, and I was 34 and I was thinking I was old. And so... I, you know, I cut my hair, I kind of started to wear only, you know, flat shoes and stuff. And then one day I was like, my God, if I'm old at 35, I'm that's a long time to be old. And I said, I'm not old anymore. And I, and I, and I just tell people who try to assign that word to me, I'll say, maybe you're old, but I'm not. You know, I've had people say, I remember when I was 55 and I was working someplace and this boss, that the guy I was working with, he just kept saying stuff like that. And especially there was this older employee that he kept saying, you know, he's old, he's old. And I was like, maybe you're old, Mr. 50 year old. I said, but I'm not. So you need to stop saying that. And I had to tell him, I had to tell him and he, he stopped and he's, you know, and so it's just, I don't know if other people see me different um, because I, I take care of my skin and some people say to me, oh, you don't look 60. And I'm like, well, this is what 60 looks like. I don't know. You know, this this is it. You know, so I think that what they're trying to be complimentary by saying you look younger, which means that if I looked my age, I'd look worse. Yeah. You know what I mean? This exactly. is the, that, that backhanded compliment. Like, oh, you look good for your age. Yeah. But this is, it's not their fault. It's a society thing. It's a society mm-hmm. thing. And so I just help them say, no, well, this is what 60 looks like. So it's all cool. You know? <laughs> amazing. Amazing. Okay. So how, what energy change do you feel you bring at 60 now? I think I bring just the vision that, I can do so much more that I don't worry or think about and talk about getting older. I just, I don't even talk about being 60. I just talk about the things I want to do. So my energy is about accomplishing things, even if it's just a vacation, family stuff, you know, a business, um, new podcast, whatever it is, it's all about creation. I love focusing on creation because I'm going to create until I can't. And so that's the energy I try to bring forward, that there's always something to do. There's always something to create. There's always, you know, sometimes I just want to sit down and paint something and I'll paint a picture or I'll write something, but it's all about creating and putting my energy to developing and creating. And that's what I hope when I inspire people or talk to people that they say, oh, I'm going to continue to create whatever that creation is. Love it. Love it. So for anyone who's listening, who is approaching that magical decade that you are now embracing with all of your 
vitality and youthfulness, what three things would you tell them are essential as they approach this new decade? Number one, make sure that you are focused on what makes you happy. If you are in a job and you're not happy, maybe this is the time to say, well, what do I want to do next? Maybe it's maybe it's not that I'm retiring, but what do I want to do next? So really take a moment to evaluate your purpose and your passions and maybe come up with a, a phase two, that's one way to think about it, or what you want to do going forward. The next thing is to really learn how to master your inner voice and make sure you are not contributing to ageism or the effects of ageism on yourself. So make sure you're not talking about yourself like you're a rickety, broken, you know, thing. Even if you have a disability, even if you can't walk, even if you, you know, something... um, Things aren't working like they used to work, yeah. You can still take your voice, your inner voice, and focus on what you can do what you can do. And then I would say, so that's the second thing. And the third thing is to, to, you know, try to take care of your machine because you can mindset yourself all day long, but that is not going to make, that's not going to take care of your body. So take, go get your annual physicals, take the tests you need to take, eat as best as you can, try to do some work and look at the things that are bad or good. And, and, you know, when I say bad, uh, I'm just saying things that are not going to promote good health, you know, so, so, yeah, so you want to do those things. You want to think about, you know, what you want to do in the future and, and make sure that your passions are ignited. And number two, think about your inner voice. And number three, you know, take care of yourself. You have to take care of yourself. Nobody else is going to do it. How has your husband entered into this amazing decade alongside of you? Are you guys matched or is he a very different personality? Well, my husband, well, well, number one, he's three years younger than me. So he hasn't quite made it into 60. (laughs) He's my, he's my little baby, but my husband is very healthy. He um, takes vitamins. He goes walking every day. He doesn't smoke. He doesn't drink it. He, he is very focused on his, taking care of himself but he doesn't overdo it you know what i mean it's just how to stay healthy he's very, he's very consistent i'm the worst when it comes to consistency you know i have to write things down to be consistent with my health but he is just innate it's just natural for him so he's coming along for the ride i did have to you know tell him we did you know it's like don't say old <laughs> we're just growing dude we're just growing <laughs> you know so we got a long way to go I said, when we hit 80, we can start throwing that word around. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Well, sounds like you have been living this mindset from years back when you picked your partner. You went for the younger man. I love that. Okay, so here's a question. So as you guys have, you know, grown in your relationship, has the age gap between the two of you actually shrunken a little bit? Because I hear that. Like, maybe it was a really big gap when you were when you first started dating and got married, but now that you're both like in these years, has the gap shrunken? You know, that's funny because I never thought of it as a gap because I always told him that I used to always tell him I'm the younger one. So (laughs) 
to me, it never was a big deal. You know, we it, three years is so tiny, you know, in the scheme of things. And he was always kind of like an older soul. So it was, it was for his age. Well, I won't go that far, but... <laughs> But, you know, for us, it just worked because I was always, I'm, I'm, I believe in enjoying things and laughing. I still love cartoons. I'll, I still love, I, there's this thing I go to every year, Dragon Con, it's in Georgia, and you watch these people who get dressed up and uh, it's all sci-fi convention. I love, I do anything that just brings me joy. And if that brings me joy, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Some people say it's, uh, I was like, you know, you it's, should, you should outgrow that phase of your life. Kat. Exactly. I'm like, no, no, thanks. I'm okay. just gonna <laughs> you know, go forward with it. So we never really had too much of an age gap. <laughs> I love that. Okay. So this is a question that I love to ask everybody is now what, what's, what's next for you as you continue into this amazing decade that you're in? Yeah, I really want to lean in, in the shift always happens mindset to help people get prepared. Uh, I'm going to be starting a podcast in November. I'm in the process of uh, recording because what I want to do is to help women and individuals really that are rising in age to start talking about growing older differently and really embracing the energy behind it and the creation and just providing information and providing uh, a place. We just talk about aging in a way that's in a positive, that's, that's, it's not this um, terrible thing because, you know, life moves on whether you stand still or you walk, right? So I say, go forward keep walking. Let's find the things that bring joy. Let's find the things that you, how you can help others. Let's, let's talk about if you're stuck, how do we get you unstuck? You know, so this way you can, so, um, you know, contribute. So 60 now what, that's what I want to do. I'm, I'm just leaning into shift always happens and providing podcast and information. I've finished my workbook I might do, you know, I'm working on a course, just all these things around helping individuals that are rising in age, just keep going. And, and it's a good thing. I, you know, if I can just help a few people think differently about owning their age and what they're going to contribute, I'm good. I love it. All right. Well, where do you like to hang out on the interwebs? Where can people find you? Do you have something that you want to share with everybody? Drop all the goods right now. I have uh, Women with Dynamic Purpose, which is www.dynamic-purpose.com. You can also connect through my other website, which is www.cvstrategicmarketing.com. You could also connect there with me. I'm on Instagram at, uh, at Kat Vahe and on LinkedIn. And I don't know that LinkedIn. <laughs> Vahe, there you, go. you can find me if you look at Kat Vahe. And I, I try to provide information. I'm also on threads. I also try to, you know, provide information there about women with dynamic purpose and, and shift always happens and some marketing, you know, insights as well. So, and also I'm on Facebook, but on Facebook, you'll have to find me as Catherine Labon Vahe, which is Labon is my middle maiden name. And just just connect with me. I will chat with you. And I love to talk to, uh, to people. And I help. I love providing insight 
around this topic. So I love it. I love it. And, you know, the key thing, too, is, as you said at the beginning, is like you got to stay on top of technology and keep learning and keep moving forward with all of the new tools, because that is how you stay on pace and not get left behind. You are absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. I love it. Okay. That is it for us this week, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that. And if you are approaching a milestone decade, you enter into it with the energy that Kat is bringing of you are not old, you are your age, and you just need to embrace it and keep moving forward. Okay, that is it for us this week. Thank you so much. If this episode resonated with you, please give it a like, a share. Don't forget to subscribe. Or if you know somebody who has a similar story or is approaching this lovely age, please send this episode to them and inspire them to figure out their very own. Now what? That's it for us and we'll see you real soon. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it more than I can say. Did you love this episode of I Just Blank, Now What? If you did, be sure to subscribe on your fave podcast platform. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. I do love reading them. And if you know somebody who's experiencing this story or something similar, please share this episode with them. It just might help them figure out the answers to their own Now What questions. Have you recently had a now what moment and aren't sure what to do? Reach out to me at jessicastevens.ca and submit your story and I'll help you figure out what to do, how to move forward and help you answer now what. See you on the next episode.